Well, welcome everybody that's inside. Want a special welcome outside. I get a look at um, just how they've already started decorating for Christmas. It's beautiful out there. Um, on Christmas Eve, we're going to have, that's on a Sunday this year, we're going to have a 9 o'clock in the morning and 11 o'clock, and then at 5 o'clock we'll have indoor and outdoor. So it's going to be really beautiful, and um, I encourage you to come to one of those. I also want a special welcome to those um, watching online, special welcome to Stephanie and Nicole who are watching live right now, so thanks for joining in with us. Um, can you believe that it's just four days until Thanksgiving? I mean, it seems like just yesterday, uh, kids were trick-or-treating for Halloween, right? Um, and speaking of Halloween, I think in our household, like, that's coming to an end for us. Like, our boys are um, growing up now, and this may have been our last hurrah, if you will, at trick-or-treating. But it was a great one, because we went to uh, my brother Rob's house and his wife Lori over in the Daleville Town Center. And let me just tell you why this was so great. There was hardly anybody there. I mean, there was hardly anybody here, and, but it gets better. The houses are right next to each other. You talk about efficiency. You can hit one house after another, and it's flat. It is flat. And here's the other thing. The folks were super generous there. They were giving out a bunch of candy. And uh, <clears throat> there was one house that stood out, and the boys went up, and they knocked on the door, and this, this man came, and he was wearing like a gas mask. So he was in, into it, right? And they say trick-or-treat, and then he gives them like a handful of candy each. And they said, thank you, and then they began to walk away. But then he goes, hang on, come back. And so they go back, and he says, um, because you guys said thank you, I I've got something else for you. And he reaches behind him, and he pulls out this full-size box of nerds, <laughs> and he gives it to them. And I was like, that is awesome. Like, this guy is using Halloween to teach a greater lesson about the power of thanksgiving. And he was just illustrating to my boys and to us that oftentimes when, when we go back and we say thank you, there's a greater gift waiting. And I want to look at that this morning as we're approaching thanksgiving. I want us to consider how important it is to be full of thanksgiving. And specifically, I want us to look at um, an encounter that Jesus had with 10 men who all had this disease called leprosy and how he healed them all physically. But out of the 10, only one returned to say thank you. And because he did, he had a greater gift to bestow upon him. And so to do this, we're going to be in Luke chapter 17. Um, we're going to be looking at verses 11 through 19. If, if you are inside, that's page 1037 if you want to follow along in, in the church Bibles. But it begins this way. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Now I know you guys love maps, right? So uh, I got a map for you. Let me just tell you why I love maps. I think it's helpful. So when you're reading stories like this in the Bible and you look at the map, you realize this is not a fairy tale. This is, this is historical fact. This is where it took place. And so um, first he's talking about the region of Galilee. You'll see that in the northern part here. This is the Sea of Galilee. And in case you didn't know, it is not a sea. It's really just a big lake. Sometimes it goes by the name of Lake Tiberias. And so that's there, and you may be familiar with some of these towns along 
there. Um, Nazareth, you guys remember Jesus grew up in Nazareth. That's right there in this region called Galilee. There's Cana. That's where Jesus performed his first miracle at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And then over here, we've got Capernaum right on the shoreline. And much of Jesus' teaching, many of the miracles he performed were right there in that little town of Capernaum. Now, we're told that he's on his way to Jerusalem, which is way down here in the south. And so he's going to have to either cross through this region called Samaria or go around it, which is significant. So the Samaritans, the people that lived there, they were not um, typically fully Jewish. They were kind of a, a... This sounds bad, but like seen as a half-breed, if you will. And the Jewish people would avoid them at all costs. Oftentimes, they would go around them instead of through this area. But not Jesus. But not Jesus. So notice what takes place now. Verse 12 says, As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, leprosy is a terrible disease. It's highly contagious. Um, It affects the skin and and the eyes. It affects um, the nerves, especially in the extremities. Sometimes it gets to the point where you just lose your feeling and And uh, what was happening back in those days, oftentimes there would be a a cut, some kind of a wound, and it wouldn't be treated properly. Infection would set in. And literally, people would have their fingers, their toes, even their nose fall off. It, It was a terribly debilitating disease. And if you contracted leprosy, you were then um, cast out, away from your family, away from your friends, into a place of isolation. Sometimes you would be part of a leper colony. And if anybody came by who was considered clean, so they didn't have leprosy, but if they began to get close to you, you would have to shout out, unclean, unclean, so they knew not to approach you, not to touch you. Can you imagine living like that? Now, that's what they were dealing with. And so that's why they're at a distance. That's why they are shouting to Jesus to have pity on them because they have to keep their distance. Now, look at verse 14. It says, when he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. Now, it may be helpful to know that according to the law of Moses, if you had contracted leprosy, but then somehow you were healed of it, you had to go present yourself to the priest. And the priest would examine you. And if the priest determined that you were healed of that leprosy, he would allow you to go back to your family, back to your friends, back into that community. And so Jesus was sending them to the priest. But here's one of the things that I love. All these guys, 10 different guys, they all had enough faith in Jesus that they went, that they went. And notice when the healing took place, it said, as they went, they were healed. As they went, they were healed. And I think we see here a correlation between faith and action, faith and action. Oftentimes, faith is followed by action. 
You put your faith into action. And that's what these 10 guys did. And guess what happened? They all received healing. They were all healed of their leprosy. Now, look what happens in verse 15. It says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And so out of the ten, all were healed, but out of the ten, only one went back to Jesus to give him thanks. And he wasn't even a Jewish believer or follower. He was a Samaritan. Now we see in, in verse 17, Jesus said, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Now, um, the King James Version here says, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Or other versions say, your faith has saved you. So, so what we see here is that by coming and, and giving thanks, Jesus had a greater gift to give him, greater healing that he wanted to bestow upon him. He didn't want to just heal him physically of his leprosy. No, he wanted to bring healing and wholeness to him. He wanted to heal his body, but maybe more importantly, his mind, his spirit, ultimately his soul. Out of the ten. Only one came back and said, thank you. See, the other nine, they were content with just the physical healing. But they missed out on the greater gift that Jesus had for them. If only they had been thankful enough to come back. Boy, what did they miss out on? They settled. They settled for physical healing when Jesus had so much more in store for them. You know, I, I've seen this kind of play out over the years, um, even here in the church. I've gotten calls from people asking for prayer. Maybe um, they're connected to the church, a lot of times maybe loosely or, or perhaps not even at all, and, and they want prayer. Maybe they're dealing with some physical ailment or maybe they're struggling in their marriage or they've got some financial issues, whatever the case may be, and, and they come and they, they ask if I would pray for them, and of course, I say yes, and um, a lot of times even some of them start coming to church if they weren't coming already, or they become more regular in church and they get more involved as, as if because of their greater commitment, God's going to honor that, right? Like that's going to be the difference maker. Have you ever seen that? And, and so um, miraculously, I mean, God usually brings about the healing that they're requesting. Again, whether it's physical or, or uh, relational, he tends to do that. But you know what also I've, I've noticed a tendency of those people who have come asking for prayer? That once they receive the healing, guess what? They go back to their old way of life. They don't give Jesus the thanks that he deserves. They don't allow him to do some deeper healing. They don't fully commit to following him. They, they've gotten what they wanted. They're, they're content to settle for this physical healing. And, and I believe Jesus is saying, no, I, there's so much more I want to give you. I, I want to give you this deeper healing. I've got a greater gift for you. And they miss out on that. You know, 
another thing that I've been <clears throat> convicted of is oftentimes somebody will approach me and ask for prayer. And again, it, it may be an ailment or something like that. Maybe you're having surgery. Um, it, it happened after the first service. And I'll be quick and I'll just pray for the obvious, right? Do you ever do that? Like somebody says, hey, I'm having surgery on Tuesday. Would you pray for me? And I'm just like, yeah, you know, Lord, you know, bless them, anoint the doctors, guide and direct them, you know, heal their body, and then I move on. But I, I fail to take the time to just say, God, is there something deeper you want to do in their life? Is there a deeper healing that they need? Could you, could you reveal that to me? Could you reveal that to them? But so often we just pray for the obvious, the physical. When God wants to do something deeper, he wants to give them a greater gift. But we're quick to just pray and move on. I've, I've been convicted as, as well that oftentimes I've been guilty of not going back to Jesus and saying thank you after he brings about the healing. Think about how fervent we are when, when we are suffering in some way and we need God. We know we need God to intervene. And, and we're, we're praying like we never prayed before, right? And we're inviting other people to come and pray with us or on our behalf, right? But what happens once that healing comes? Where's that fervency do we, we seek the prayers of others to give thanks to God at the same rate that we do when we're in need of a touch, when we're in need of some kind of physical or emotional or relational healing? You know, I'm not on social media, but um, I, I know this, that oftentimes there are many requests out there for healing, aren't there? And, and people will, will throw out their requests I need healing for this or that. But once God delivers the healing, how many requests do you see on social media asking people to go to God in prayer and give him thanks? I wonder what the ratio is between the prayer request for healing and the prayer request to give thanks to God. What do you think the ratio is? Could it be maybe nine to one? Something to think about. So often, I'm afraid we're like the nine instead of the one. Now, I got a couple takeaways for you. Here, here's the first thing that I want you to take away from this. First is this, never settle for physical healing alone. Never settle for physical healing alone. I believe with all my heart that if you're dealing with something physically, there is something greater going on that God wants to do. He wants to bring a greater healing um, to your life, a greater healing to your life. So don't settle just for physical healing. There, there may be some trauma that you're dealing with, and he, he wants to heal you of that trauma. You, you may be dealing with some shame or this feeling of unworthiness, and I, I believe God wants to deliver you of that. Um, there may be some, some rooms or compartments in your life that, that are kind of locked off, that you have locked off to God. And, and maybe he's saying, I want you to unlock those places. Allow my light to come into those places of darkness so that I can bring about a greater healing to your life. You may be harboring unforgiveness. 
And God's saying, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I want to heal you of that. You know, maybe you've never experienced true salvation. Maybe, maybe you need not just a, a temporary healing of the body. You need a permanent, eternal healing of the soul. Maybe that's what God wants to do in your life. But never settle for physical healing alone. I believe God wants to do something greater. Something greater. So that's the first thing. The second thing is this. Um, so I said never. Now I got an always. So never just accept physical healing um, alone. And always go back to Jesus. Always go back to Jesus. Thank him for the healing he has brought about. Thank him for the healing that he's brought about. Sometimes that it may seem insignificant, the healing, or, or maybe you just dismiss it. But always go back to him and give him thanks. Give him thanks because he may have a greater healing, a greater gift that he wants to bestow upon you. And it's also important when we go back to him and we give him thanks, it, it takes our focus off of ourselves. See, we have a tendency to look inward when we're supposed to look upward and outward. See, that's where our gaze is supposed to be, upward and outward, not inward. Because when we're just focused inward on, on our woes and our worries, we miss out on what God is up to, what, he, what he's doing in the world around us, what he's doing in the lives around us, what he wants to do in our life that would affect those around us. And so we need to keep our gaze upward and outward. But always, always go back to him and give him thanks. I believe he wants to do a greater healing. And so this morning, that's what I want to pray for. And, and I want to invite you in because I think a lot of times we're just so busy. We, we may just say a flippant prayer and then we, we move on. But I want to give you some time to really um, invite God to reveal to you if there is. And I here's the thing I believe. Everybody here needs some deeper healing. Everybody here is suffering in some form or fashion, and, and you need a wound to be healed. Maybe it's a wound that you've been carrying since you're a child, and it just manifests itself from time to time and place to place. But I believe we may not all right now have a physical ailment that needs healing, but we all have a deeper, a deeper healing that we're in need of. And so I, I want to invite the prayer teams that are going to be praying up here. Come on up now. Um, I want to invite Chris to come up now. He's going to play some music. And I'm going to lead us through a prayer time. And um, I just want to invite you into this. I want you to, to seek the Lord with all of your heart right now. If you would like to come as we're praying, just get up. And, and come, you can pray with some of these folks. If you want to come and, and pray by yourself or with someone else, come and, and kneel. Again, there's power in getting up out of your seat. I know it, it tends to cause a, a little nervous reaction within you, but um, hopefully everybody's got their eyes shut anyhow, and they don't know that you're getting up there. But I want to invite you now just to go with me in prayer. So will you join me? Dear Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, just come to you now. Can, not can you, but will you open our minds 
help us to open our minds and open our hearts to hear from you? Will you reveal to us what deeper healing that we are in desperate need of? Will you shine your light on some of those dark places in our lives that we've tried to keep concealed from you and from others and, and maybe even from ourselves? please give us the courage to go there with you even though revisiting some of those things could be painful Holy Spirit we invite you to bring your healing bring about your wholeness, to bring about your salvation. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you that you promised through the power of your Holy Spirit and through his presence that, that you'd never leave us, that you'd never forsake us, that you'll be with us, you'll walk with us through this healing. For those who are here watching online, feel like they're all alone, reveal to them they are not alone. May they cry out to you. May they cry out to you and may you answer them. Thank you that you hear all of our prayers. They are not lost on you. Reveal yourself to us now. Maybe reveal yourself to some like never before. Minister to your people. Receive his gift of healing. Receive it. Embrace that faith that comes from him. Put it into action. And Lord Jesus, I, I know that you're, you're healing people right now as, as I pray and as we speak. You're bringing about that healing. Some of it's physical. Right now you are moving in a physical way and you are healing bodies. Some of it's emotional. I thank you that you are moving and you are bringing about emotional healing. Lord, I know that you ultimately want to bring about spiritual healing and salvation. You said you came to give us life and life to the full. Forgive us for settling just for, for comfort. Thank you, Lord, that you call us to come back to give thanks so that you can um, bestow upon us these greater gifts these greater gifts. May we receive, may we embrace your healing and your wholeness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you what you will continue to do throughout the days and weeks and months and years that follow. May we be like the one and not like the nine who run back, who fall at your feet who give you praise and thanksgiving. Lord, for anybody that, that's still holding back, that's fearful, give them the courage to come, to come to you, maybe to come forth to receive prayer. 
Just continue now to lift up your prayers. Lift up your prayers. Whatever your requests may be, he can hear all of us at the same time. Just lift them up. So, Lord Jesus, we just give you thanks. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the work that you are doing in us, the desire that you have to work through us. Lord, may we be instruments of your healing, of your touch, Lord, of your encouragement. May we be used by you as ministers of reconciliation to reconcile one to another, to reconcile one to you, which is the ultimate gift. And, Lord, I, I just feel led to, we, we've got a, 150 some some high school students from uh, Botetourt County at a Young Life camp right now with, with hundreds of others from different areas. And I just pray that you will fall on them in power right now, that you will move in power, that you will bring healing to their lives, that you will bring salvation to their lives. Lord, we, we lift them up as they're gathering together right now before they head home. Lord, and that you would protect them as they leave, that they would um, just have this, this, this firm foundation of new faith and that they would be surrounded with other believers to encourage them and help them to grow. Lord, we thank you now as we enter into a time of holy communion that we would um, meet you during this time, that you would make your presence known. We ask it all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.